Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm just so honored that you thought to thought of me to be on your podcast. I really love all of your course. content. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. I appreciate you deciding to come on today and share with our audience. Um, for those who are maybe it's just your first time listening, this is Skin is In Podcast. What I do is I really like to bring industry professionals on the show and just share their journey because honestly, I think that we can learn a lot if we share a little more. So that's my goal today. And Lauren has just gladly decided to come on and share all of her gems. And so we are going to get into it. Now, Lauren, really quick for the people that don't know, you mm -hmm. are a licensed esthetician. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. When did you start your journey of aesthetics? Um, so I went to school during the pandemic, um, essentially, or like I started like right before. So kind of in the middle of my schooling um, is when it started. Um, so that was like the end of 2019. Honestly, the time from the pandemic is like completely warped. So yeah, it's like, like we've lived like six years since then. Yeah. So it's a great area right now. <laughs> but it is around like 2020, I'll say maybe. Um, so that's kind of when I officially just started, decided to go to esthetician school and take everything seriously. Um, and then I've been licensed for two years, though. Awesome. Um, yeah. Lauren, where are you located? So I'm currently located in Houston, Texas, but I am from Chicago. Let's go. I love Houston. And you're from Chicago. Girl, I love Chi-Town, too. You're just, like, really all over. The now, <laughs> did you grow up in Chicago or, like, did you grow up in Houston? No, I grew up in Chicago. So I've only been in Houston for a year. It made, like, a year June 1st. So Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. What made you move to Houston? Um, Not, like, trying to get into too no. much. Okay. No, I've shared a little bit about it. Like, or anyone who asks me, I'm, like, very open about it. I just just kind of wanted a change of scenery, to be honest. Um, I've always wanted to move out of Chicago. Um, it's, like, for me personally, it's, like, it's a good place to visit at this point, but not necessarily where I wanted to live yeah. um, the rest of my life. Um, you know, I've lived there all my life. So just wanted to change of scenery also to kind of help expand my business because um, I had heard that, you know, Houston was a great place for like small, growing small businesses. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Wow, that is crazy. Did you move with anyone else or was it just you? Um, I moved down here with my fiance, but. Ah, okay, <laughs> get married. When are you getting married? Um, June 2024. Congratulations. That is so exciting. Thank you. Yeah. So for your partner, to literally up and move? Were you guys just kind of both thinking this is the time to do it? Yeah. So I actually, I came down here um, last February mm -hmm. um, and it was for like an esthetician convention with my mentor. And I've always wanted to move to Texas. I can't tell you why, but I just, like, what? <laughs> um, it was just, it's just something that's, that has my name on it. I don't know why, but I when we came down here for the convention, as soon as the plane landed, um, my godbrother, he had picked us up from the airport. And, you know, we kind of, my fiance, he had started asking him questions like, oh, how do you like living down here and things like that? Like, you know, getting all the tea. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, why don't we just move down here? You know, like, you know, and then he's like, well, I'm still finishing school, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, you transferred schools before, so let's do it again <laughs> so literally we get to the hotel I leave um to go off to like a first part of my convention and then by the time, time I had came back like maybe an hour or two later he had done the research for like different schools and stuff like that he's like let's do it so oh yeah and then like within like four months we moved and initially it was supposed to be like we weren't supposed to move until August um, and then we ended up moving, um, in like the very end of May, beginning of June. Wow. That is so crazy, yeah. girl. Okay. We're going to take a step back. I mean, that is really <laughs> like wild. I'm always like in awe of people who, who can like make a decision, act on it and execute, you mm -hmm. know, because a lot of times, a lot of us and people who are listening, we spend a lot of our time in that waiting phase. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't wait to do this, but you're like, I can't wait to do it. And then I'm doing it. 
<laughs> that's kind of my whole life. <laughs> is that how you are? Like, is that your persona? Yeah. I have like, I'll say I'm not an impatient person, but also once I deliberate on a situation for a while and it's like, I want to do it, I'm it's like, let's make it happen. Like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. I love that. I'm super decisive too, girl. Like there's yeah. not a lot of unclarity with me. So I, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, now question, mm-hmm. when you went to school for aesthetics, did you, because it was during the pandemic, was it virtual? Was it in person or was it kind of a combo? Yeah, so I can't remember how many months in that we had to kind of shut down, but we initially it was in person. And then I'll just say like maybe four months in we had to shut down because it's like it was a seven month program. Um, So four months in we had to shut down. um, And by that so by that time, we just went virtual and just did all of our written work. Okay. And then Hope was like, okay, once we, so once we come back in person, we can do all of our practical um, and stuff like that. But we just weren't able to take clients in school. So we only had each other to work on. So we were never able to take clients. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So do you feel like you got an experience that was true to beauty school? Or do you feel like you kind of got a little cheated in your experience? Um, I would say that when I listen to like a lot of people, like a lot of other people's experiences in beauty school, I can't definitively say I got cheated or like necessarily like got it was better. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the the main part that I got cheated out of was just being able to have like those in clinic hours and like, you know, because I went solo right out of school. So but I had no experience in actually even getting to take clients while in school, I just went for it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that would have been beneficial. But as far as like education and like how in-depth everything was, I do think I still got what I was supposed to. Nice. That's awesome. Kind of talk to us a little bit about your decision to go right out of school as a solo SD. Just before I... I do always preach caution on this because it can be very overwhelming, but I love when someone has done it because it's possible. Nothing is not possible. It's just, it could be overwhelming. So share a little bit about your experience with it. So yeah, um, definitely to touch on, it definitely is, can be overwhelming. And that's why currently I am taking a step back. But um, so yeah, I graduated at 18. And so that I was just kind of like, all of my other friends were in college and, you know, just going to school to be doctors and engineers and everything like that. And I was going to trade school and I loved everything about being an esthetician. That's what I have wanted to do for um, quite some time. I knew it was going to be something related to skincare. Um, but I feel like I kind of put the gas, you know, put my foot down on the gas when it comes to, you know, going solo and just opening up suite after suite and things like that, because I was essentially trying to maybe keep up in a sense and not feeling like I was being left behind. Okay. Um, and I won't say that I regret doing it either. Um, it definitely gave me a lot of, um, experience, but I feel like sometimes you need to kind of slow down to speed up or keep up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I was just so like, even before I got out of school, I was already like taking clients because we couldn't do our own in clinic hours. So I'm like, shoot, you need to figure out something. right? Yeah, you know, so <laughs> I started, you know, I, um, the attic in my mom's house, it was already set up kind of like my girl cave, you know, type situation, but I never really use it anymore. So I'm like, I kind of just redesigned it to be like very spa-like um, as much as I could. And so that's what I started out doing. Um, and after about like a few months, I moved into my own apartment and then I was just doing it out of there. And then a few months later, I got my first suite. Um, that was not the best experience like with the, <laughs> the suite owner, I'll say. Um yeah. But um, still was just a great experience in general. And then I ended up moving to another one. And then I ended up in Texas. Um, <laughs> oh so 
I've kind of just, I've done a lot of moving around. Um, but I feel like I'm just a firm believer in like everything happens for a reason. Okay. And although my journey may, sometimes I feel like it's a little backwards because some people, most people start working for someone else, then go solo. But it's like, I went solo and now I'm like kind of taking a step back and, you know, working um, at another spa. Um, but I feel like it kind of gave me the leg up when it comes to getting jobs. Um, yeah. But also in having like um, just learning things, being a business by yourself that you wouldn't learn um, being in a spa, but also like having to double back and like go over like things that maybe I was still missing when I was running right. the business on my own. That makes sense. My friend has this saying that I believe it's slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And I think that's a military term where mm -hmm. like, taking time a little bit initially can really cut down like some of those like smaller issues and mm -hmm. then it makes it a little smoother so mm -hmm. then that is quick because you don't have to do it multiple times but at the end of the day um I mean your journey is your journey right we all mm -hmm. learn and I commend you tremendously to go right out of school and as young as you are and as hungry as you are to have so much success in creating all of this great content and just like believing in yourself, taking risks, moving to another state. Like, girl, that is incredible. And that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, do you think that moving to another state as someone who was opening a suite was like another layer of the challenge that maybe that was something to think about for sure? Yeah. For sure. I mean, everyone talks about how being a business owner is so hard. And, you know, it's like, and it's like, I never really talked like that because like, I don't want to track more of that to me, you know? <laughs> no, we're not claiming it. Yeah. You know, so I, uh, being a business owner is definitely hard, but I feel like if you're passionate enough about what you do, it's a hard that you're willing to take on. Um, it's a challenge that you're willing to, you know, just continue to go through, um, without it being like completely um, draining. Um, it's more of like a fulfilling challenge and like, you know, but I feel like because I've been so go, go, go for like the last three years and it's like, once I accomplish one thing, I'm on to the next. And, you know, I was just like, I feel like I was never like satisfied with just one accomplishment because I just felt like I just always had to outdo myself. And so it like made it hard to really just, I guess, kind of enjoy the moment mm -hmm. at any given time of my journey. And so back in January, I did open up my suite down here um, in Texas. And back in January, I did decide to close it because I'm like, look, I, I don't want to get so, I was starting to get so burnt out and it was affecting my mental health to the point where it's like, this is something that I really love doing and I want to continue doing for as long as I can. Yeah. And I don't want to get so burnt out to where I don't even have the capacity to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it was, it was a very hard decision to come to. It was sad, you know, or I know it was, I know. <laughs> I was like falling my eyes out, you know, <laughs> I know. And it's funny to laugh at now, but girl, trust me, I've been there. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I even went like go so social media for like three months straight. Cause I'm like, how do I tell my clients? How do I tell everyone? Like everyone's rooting for me, you know? And I just felt like I had failed in a sense, but I just really had to look at how far I've come in such little time. And that kind of helped me to reappraise my thoughts on it. Um, because in my head, I'm just like, I'm literally only 21. What am I in such a rush for? Girl, tell like, me. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out where you're trying to get to so fast. <laughs> Girl, I'm 32. Like, what? Yes. <laughs> That's so much still. Yeah, I feel like, but especially in my generation, that's the issue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you want to be the youngest to do something. You want to, like, accomplish so much so young that you just lose sight of how beautiful the journey is in general. And I feel like uh, another issue with accomplishing so much so young is that you kind of run out of things to do. So then you kind of start self-sabotaging because, like, okay, what do I do next? What do I do next? And it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, there's nothing to you know, yeah, the fix, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, some things are like, it's really just time. You know, time has to pass in order for it to really evolve the, the proper way. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, uh, what a great point that you've made about self-sabotage and feeling like you have to get to a certain point. Um, even like going to trade school, so many people, this is a new stigma that we are debunking, thank goodness, but so many people didn't even consider beauty school as like a, as a first choice, right? We're taught that what are the top six careers, lawyer, doctor, you know, all of those things. Yeah. We're taught that, but there are so many ways out here to carve out your space. And so to feel like you had to do these extra things to, for it to look more accomplished on paper when it was already so impressive. Mm-hmm. Like I totally get that. I used to own a beauty supply store and girl, we closed down. Really? Yes. It was, it was my first time ever owning a store. I was like, 26 as 25 which for you to be so young I thought I was young 25 that is very young for it to open a whole store business I didn't know nothing about leases triple nets insurance none of it I learned it as I went (laughs) girl right (laughs) I'm over here like learning on this side (laughs) and when I finally had to face the reality that like okay this is not working Mm-hmm. This is a hobby at this point because I'm not making any money. Mm-hmm. I had to pivot. And that's really how I started YouTube. I, I genuinely felt like a failure, but you're not, right? Failure would be literally stopping and just being like, well, I tried that. But you have pivoted and you are continuing. And I hope you don't stop doing that. I genuinely do. I hope you continue to do that because that is what's going to set you apart. Uh, but you pivoted question though was Mm -hmm. it hard for you to get your license in texas and chicago a lot of people don't know how that works girl (laughs) (laughs) why it sound like it was (laughs) absolutely i feel like the process itself for me it was the stuff i had to do wasn't hard but what they had to do they acted like it was just so hard like i don't know um (laughs) because literally i told you i moved down here in june i had already Um, When we came down here to like look for apartments, I looked at suites as well. So I already knew what suite I was going to go in um, and everything. And so I had already pre-booked clients. um, And so I expected my license to be, I applied for like about two months before we um, moved down here. And it's not a whole lot of time, but it's enough time. I don't know. That's a lot of time. Yeah. And so by the time we got down here, I ended up having to... um, get rid of the suite that I had planned on getting. And so I missed out on it, um, which maybe that was a blessing in disguise. Maybe I don't know. Was, right. Um, and so I couldn't get that or whatever. I had to cancel the clients that I had pre-booked. Um, and I didn't get my license until August. And so I was initially oh supposed to open my suite in June. Um, and I didn't even end up opening it until October. Oh my goodness, girl. What? That was hella hard. <laughs> yeah. So what that was, was also a little discouraging. That was also a little discouraging. And I feel like that time, those months that I had probably also opened my eyes to like, maybe this isn't the right time to do this. Maybe I do need a break. Cause I had only been down here for like three months before deciding to open up, you know, a whole nother suite and oh, build my clients up from the ground up again. Like that's, we're trying to get our footing down here and everything. And then here I go, opening up a whole, <laughs> a whole <new> studio. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and having to go through that same rough process of, you know, having those incredibly slow days or weeks. Um, but also it's like in Chicago, I knew more people. <laughs> of you course, did, I was right? able so to have really different in Texas. Yeah, yeah. I had more word of mouth. Like I don't have any family down here really. Um, and so yeah, it was just really hard. And so I'm like, yeah, it just, <laughs> I have no words. I'm like, no, hang that up. That was for yeah. the words. I'm sorry. I would have been discouraged too, because girl, I think I'm a planner and you said two months. I'm thinking, okay, maybe three to two months. Like that's plenty of notice mm-hmm. in my opinion. So for it to go on that long, like what in the world I would have I would have gotten discouraged too. Yeah. I would have been like, what am I doing? Yeah. 
So what made you decide that maybe you, because it sounds like you're working somewhere now, uh, like part-time yeah. or something? So I, when I decided to close, I decided to close in January, and then I started working at Hand in Stone in um, Feb. February, like the end of February, um, after I kind of had got my my mind together and I no longer was like, oh, I'm a failure. I'm okay. <laughs> like once I had got past that phase, I was like, okay, I guess I can work somewhere, which I was like literally like also crying on the inside because like, I don't know, I just had so much faith in myself from the beginning that I'm like, I'm never going to have to work anywhere. Like this is going to work, like, you know, but I just didn't have the energy to make it work anymore at this time mm-hmm. in my life. Um. And so, yeah, I started working there in February, and I recently left there um, last month. Um, and okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I will be uh, working at uh, um, Lifetime Fitness. They have Life Spa, so I'll be working there next month. That's cool. That feels a little bit more on brand for you too, I think. Yes. With like what you do and stuff, like full wellness and all of that. Like, yeah, yes. I yes. completely agree. If you guys haven't checked out Lauren's uh, Instagram, you should head over to it. Um, what I really like is just like your entire aesthetic. It's so inviting. Like, I feel like not mm-hmm. only does she know what she's talking about, but you're going to make your clients feel really comfortable because of the way that you even talk about your business, like multicultural skincare. I'm like, what is that? Elena, what made you think that like that aspect of aesthetics was a little bit more your your lane? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say, well, initially when I went to esthetician school, you know, they asked you on the first day, like, what do you plan on doing? You know, and stuff like that. I, I was like, oh, I plan on being a holistic esthetician and, you know, opening up my own spa, blah, blah, blah. Like that's the story I was sticking with the whole time. And I kind of veered off and started doing waxing a little bit, but I'm like, this is not my ministry. I don't know why I picked this up. Um, but you know, it's like they they kind of, or a lot of people tell you, it's like, you don't want to leave any money on the table. Like, you know, but for me, I went to school for facials. So that's what I wanted to do. Um, and so I, and I initially, I was like, oh, I think I lost you, but there you are, you're back. Okay. Um, yeah, I went to school for facials and that's all I planned on doing. Um, and so I started doing um, the waxing a little bit. I'm like, mm, no, I, I tried it, but let's move on. Um, so <laughs> then I, uh, um, forgive me, what was the question? <laughs> no, you're okay. <laughs> that's, so, that's so cute. I told you, I told you. about being holistic. Right. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I told you. Okay. Girl, you are so funny. <laughs> so yes, fast forward. Um, so once I moved past feeling like I had to do everything, like I had bought teeth whitening machines, brow lamination kits, eyelash extension, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? You know? Um, so once I finally moved past that, I I got a mentor. That's what really helped me to like um Work through that. Her name is mm-hmm. Nina Hayes. She's over like elite estheticians. What's her name? Nina Hayes. Nina? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So I um, took my first class with her. Um, I think that was November of 2021. Um, and one of the first things she said was like, any services that are on your um, like list that you don't want to do, take it off right now. Yep. And so I was like, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> that's all you have to tell me. <laughs> yeah, because I felt so pressured, you know. And so she was like, you know, it's really important to kind of niche down for the type of person that I am. Um, my mind is already all over the place. Um, and so I kind of needed to focus on one thing. And so I went back to my initial goal of just strictly being a holistic um esthetician and she's actually a multicultural skin specialist and she introduced me to um joelle lee who if you know is michelle obama's esthetician who is like a multicultural specialist so i'm like hmm you know this is you know because i initially became an esthetician because i've dealt with like acne Mm -hmm. for like eight years or so and so i 
that's the initial thing that I was really passionate about, like helping to heal acne holistically. But you also have to bring in the, um, the aspect when it comes to, you know, treating skin of color and how that's much different um, than, you know, treating like like fits one through even three or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so the esthetician school that I did go to, that's probably another downside um, that I'll bring up is it was like just all white. <laughs> if I'm being oh, wow. honest, so any of the people that I got to work on, it wasn't teaching me how to work on skin of color. Um, and also like that's not in our curriculum. So mm-hmm. I, it's actually um, a huge gap in the industry right now of not really having that information of working on skin of color. I'm partnered with a couple of schools and mm-hmm. my goal is to create a curriculum that they can bring in um, talking about skin of color so that they can take that. that and apply it because where is the knowledge? Yes, exactly. It's wild. And it's like, it doesn't matter. I feel like a lot of clients even get it confused. Like they think just because you're a black esthetician, you know how to treat skin of color. But it's like, that doesn't even qualify you because you don't learn how to do it in school either way. So it's like, that's, that's not really a good determining factor. Like, oh, <laughs> she's a black esthetician, so she should know how to, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. That so that led you to it, huh? Yeah. That's incredible. Well, awesome. Congratulations. Because, I mean, to know kind of who you are and know yourself so surely that, you know, not all money is good money. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel like, I wouldn't say sparks joy because we we know that didn't go well. But if it doesn't like make you excited to do it, mm-hmm. like no, girl, don't do it. In fact, I always tell people, I charge a fortune for a leg wax because I hate doing it, girl. I <laughs> so if you want me, like you must really want me to wax your legs because you yeah. can go anywhere else. But I mean, I'll do it. I just don't love it, and I I actually. I had to do the same thing. I had to really edit, self-edit some of the things because once you go to school, you learn all of these things that you can do with your license. And some of it feasibly doesn't make sense to offer out of the gate after Mm -hmm. school. Financially, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And just for who you are and the type of institution you want to be, it don't work. Yeah. So I completely get that. So are you happy though with like... um, the direction you feel your journey is going, you feel like you're more now that you have taken this weight off of your shoulder. Yeah, that's you exactly feel like you could breathe more. Yeah, that's literally exactly what I was going to say. It's as hard of a decision it was to make. It definitely did feel like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Like because even you, you know, you have your own studio, and so you can kind of feel my pain. It's like, dang, I just pay sweet rent, and then you have your apartment rent, and then you have like it's just so many things. And then if you're not um, bringing in the clientele to make up for it, and then inflation of our back, our back bar, mm-hmm. um, and then your clients not understanding that aspect as well. So it's like, why is it so expensive? But it's like my education, my time, my products that I'm using. Like I'm not, you know, I put a lot of, you know, hard work into everything. And so Mm -hmm. just kind of being able to, because just one thing I noticed like when it's me alone, I feel like (laughs) clients will take advantage of that. Like, you know, kind of like, why is it so expensive? But then I'm working somewhere else. It's like, oh, $150 $150 add-on, you know, I'll take it, you know. <laughs> Girl, I know. I yeah. know. It's so weird. And I feel like I feel like maybe that that's also the struggle um, of maybe how long, young I look or come off or just am. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like people kind of just like, they view me like a little girl sometimes. Like even sometimes I come, I would come to the door, like, you know, to greet a new client. They're like, where's, like, where, where, what are you looking for? She's here. You're the <laughs> Like, don't like, oh, I thought you were going to be her daughter. You were coming. I'm like, no, no it's girls, me, babes. It's me, it's me, babes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, no, I totally get that. yeah, I feel like that. Um, and I feel like also kind of when it's you alone, you're kind of, it's harder for you to be like, when they're like, oh, so what's the price? You're like, 200 yeah, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like when you're working for somewhere else, it's like, oh, that'll be $200 because yep. like, you, I don't know why you feel more confident selling somewhere else opposed to yourself. Like you don't, 
feel as bad for at least for me personally well and I think a big part of it did you have like a sales background before you went into aesthetics I this was my first and only job like I never even had a job before you know deciding to even go yeah. girl you know one of the things that I wish more schools would do is would talk about like we talk they talk about selling product but they don't really go into detail about how important it is to have a good sales background and knowledge with it. And not because like, oh, we're going to sell to our clients, but you have to feel confident mm-hmm. to tell them like, hey, this is what you need to buy. Or we need to book five of these treatments. Like one ain't going to cut it, girl. Like, <laughs> yeah. You need to book all five. Let's pay now. Yeah. And if you're not feeling that out of the gate you're gonna really have a hard time in the industry and I think sometimes like I have a friend who doesn't even practice her license you Mm -hmm. know because she felt like she didn't get what she needed in school and then she already is a timid person so that compounded with not feeling supported like it's easy to get discouraged and give up and so I think like we could be better equipped like some of that stuff that we're doing in our hours like they could put some sales training in there or just some things to really help better equip you even some shadowing at Mm -hmm. different spas as like a requirement so that you can really see like okay you're gonna have to talk to your client about 300 400 services um another thing i worked at a spa before i went on my own i worked Mm -hmm. at a holistic spa well i worked at an aveda concept spa it was awesome i liked it but it didn't get treatment based then i went to a medi spa girl huge difference Right at this spa, my first spa, they started their facials off at sixty-five dollars, mm. and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I went to a Medi spa, and they're like three hundred and ninety-five. So I feel like working at a Medi spa gave me a lot more confidence to say, like, oh no, honey, like this is the I checked the area. Good luck finding it. <laughs> this is what it is. I'm the best deal around. If you want a deal, I guess, but. Yeah, like, you know, so that really helped me a ton. And I think that's one of those reasons that getting that experience out of school does help. But again, you can still total anyone who's listening. I hope that you hear me when I say you can still totally do it. It's just Mm -hmm. these are the learning pains. Yeah, these these are the growing pains that you go through. And um, it's part of it. It's part of the Mm -hmm. journey. But do you feel like you're appreciating your journey now? Like you're really like, okay. I feel yeah. good about where I'm going. I have an idea. Yeah, I feel like I'm being learning to just be a lot more intentional um, with every aspect of it. Like even like, you know, just looking at the bright side of everything. So it's like, okay, I may have to work for another spa for now, but what what it, what can I gain from that in, in the sense of like, you know, what more can I learn? Like that's, and that's kind of how I approach everything. I never think that I know too much or there's nothing more for me to learn. Like I, even if there's something that I may know, already know how to do, if I'm getting training in it, I'm going to act like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just so I can see if you're doing it a way that maybe I can improve on, you know? Um, And so that's really helpful. And even like when you're working um, in another spa, there, there are going to be more heavily focused on the numbers you're bringing in. And so that did help me when it came to like retail sales and things like that um, and being confident in that. But um, also kind of just, you know, when you're a business owner, you're, you never get to clock out. Yes. <laughs> and that was another um, kind of reason why I wanted to just kind of take a break because I wanted to be able to still pursue my passion, but also at some point be able to just wipe my brain clean, you know, not have to constantly be waking up at 3 a.m. and writing my notes. Oh, I got this great girl. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like you were there. Like, <laughs> story you know? of my life. <laughs> exactly. So, and so it's allowed me a lot more time to focus on like other things with still within um, aesthetics that I want to focus on, like more or so like content creation and things like that. Um, and so even when I decided to close my suite, I had recently made a friend, um, who is a content creator and she's like, you know, like you, like, you know, a lot and blah, blah, blah. Cause you know, um, you she had came to me for like a facial. She's like, you know, a lot, like you, everything you're telling me right now, you could just literally, literally put this in a TikTok and you would get a bunch of views and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Cause you know, I'm still an introvert to a certain extent, you know, it just, mm-hmm. I pick and choose. Yeah. <laughs> and so 
I, that's just like showing my face, like, and just directly being in the camera was always kind of like, eh, for me. <laughs> but um, I feel like that's why I made the decision to change my page from like just Botanical Heaven Spa to Lauren the Facialist, because that was my first step into kind of creating my own personal brand. Um, and so since since I decided to kind of do more content creation, I've, I have had like, you know, brands reaching out to me and just sending free products and, you know, getting paid to create content. So that's another source of income um, that's, you know, actually fun to do. And I can just tap into another side of my, my creativity. Nice. I love your content too. Like it is so informational that like, you really give a lot. I was saying this off camera guys before we actually started recording, but what I was talking to Lauren about was like how her content is so informational. Like when you go to her page, you're going to get some value. Girl, I'm doing the green juice that you suggest. I was like, uh, going to the store. Anyway, <laughs> like that's the kind of content that you make. And, you know, everybody has their own like path in it. It's, it's yours to figure out. And that could very well be like, you've accidentally fallen into this. Mm -hmm. And it's working so well for you. Like, I feel like, because I remember your, I remember like the aesthetic of your page before your brand change. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like I see you so much more in this identity. And like, I mean, I get the business, obviously we all run a bit, like we're running businesses, but like this one, I feel like is just so much more you. It makes me want to book with you. Like, I'm like, I need to pull up to where he's at because fix me. Like, help me. And that's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Know that. And it's also important for you to know that your content is showing that. I feel like we all go through imposter syndrome, I feel, at some point or another. And so that's been something that's really, like, hard for me to grasp, especially with this being, like, a new, like, thing that I'm trying out, like, showing more of my face. I mean, actually talking to the camera, like, just, like, knowing if the content is reaching the right people or if, like, you know, like, is this attracting the right clientele? But I will say that I've noticed, like, when I was just, like, posting, like, just business stuff strictly, like, Botanical Heaven Spa um, side of things, or, like, just, like, showing, like, um, doing the facials and stuff like that, I would get engagement. But, like, now that I've started showing more of myself, I have more people like, oh, where are you? Can I book? Where are you? Like, and I'm just like... This Girl, seems backwards. <laughs> I'm like, this seems backwards. I'm not even showing facials right now. But it's like, so that I guess that's the struggle is just kind of like knowing like what direction to keep going in. Because I feel like sometimes it's like you can post one thing and it can, you know, do great numbers. And another thing is like 25 likes after I just spent three hours on this video. <laughs> You know, and so it's like knowing yes. to move forward regardless of the numbers. Stop focusing on the numbers and more so just like, because even regardless of a lot of posts that may not get as many likes as I may not like, it still gets the engagement. Yeah. And so, and I know that it's touching someone. Um, and so, yeah, just focusing on that. So do you feel like your mindset with making your content has shifted then too? Because you're saying, like, don't focus on the numbers. Don't mm -hmm. focus on the numbers. You were taking hours to edit. And now the content that you're making, you mentioned, is more intentional. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes can be what I feel like is the breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of like that catalyst, in my opinion. Yeah. Because when we're so obsessed, we're number obsessed, like, you don't see, like, the success of the one person who needs your content. Mm -hmm. like, you don't even see the value of that. Like, yeah, like, exactly. it's like somebody is something like somebody that's engaging got something. And so it's like sometimes I was like, I wouldn't post or I, would, I go on these hiatuses, you know, where I wouldn't because it's like, oh, they're not appreci appreciating the content or whatever. But it's <laughs> why like, would I give it to them? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I had to like kind of step back and just really like pay attention, like, OK, who is engaged, who is focused on it and then speak to them and then whoever else is on that same same wavelength, they'll, you know, I'll attract them by continuing to just, you know, but like not feeling like I need to like, okay, this, this esthetician did this content. So let me do the same thing. And maybe I'll get the same amount of views. No, because that's not me. So it's not gonna come across the same, you know? Um, Girl, yes, you are so freaking wise, yo. Like, <laughs> that is true authenticity and content creation. And a lot of people, I think the reason why your content just speaks to me is because 
there is a lot of disingenuous content out there. Mm-hmm. And for yours to just be authentically yourself, it that is, I'm going to tell you right now, that is what is going to attract people to you for years to come is because you are truly authentic in what you're creating. And that is for the person who needs it. When you build an audience base, and I did this initially, I actually, I learned this the hard way. Mm-hmm. I was making wig reviews and I love wigs, girl. Like, <laughs> love them, okay? <laughs> but... <laughs> I was doing it and I was like doing it because I seen another person doing it. And I was like, I can do that. But that wasn't me. Yes. And I seen some success, but when I switched and I was more authentic to myself and sharing my journey and just all of it unedited, I didn't even take time to edit. I was just popping up. (laughs) People love that. They were like, Mm -hmm. okay, I see her. Yeah. I see her more. And I think that's what, is one of the big reasons why you have so many people maybe reaching out now and you're like, I could have used this three months ago. Like, (laughs) where was y'all at? (laughs) Where were y'all at? Y'all clearly were here. (laughs) But, you know, they have to see it too. And when you're creating truly within yourself, like, girl, it's just the stars align and so much much is going to unlock. Like, you have such a, like, you're literally just getting started and you have such a long career ahead of you, like, of so much success. And that's because of your mindset right now. Like I'm claiming that over you. I'm sure you already know this, but um, that's a fact, Lauren. This interview, in my opinion, and anybody who's listening, I promise you right now, they have like sh- they've been shaking their head nonstop. Like, <laughs> yes, she is talking about me. She's mm-hmm. she is me, um, and that's a story that a lot of people aren't really sharing. Yeah, because. Nobody really talks about the timeline. I took a year off of social media when I closed my business. So for you to only take a couple months, girl, that's impressive. Because <laughs> I was like down and out. I, like, <laughs> I wanted to take longer. I wanted to take longer. But I honestly felt bad because I would have people reaching out to me like, hey, hope you're okay. Hey, <laughs> I know. where are you? <laughs> hey, and I just like, I couldn't even respond to them in that moment. Because I'm like, what do I say? Like, literally, like, my anxiety is just so bad. <laughs> and that's okay. And I'm just like... <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm not ignoring you. I promise. But I just I don't have the mental capacity. You've got to work on you. Yeah. yeah, and that's totally okay. And for the rest of your life, that's completely fine. I go back to the drawing board all the time. I'm actually meeting with um, a brand strategist, you know, later today, who's going to help me with like some of my brand identity for my business. Because it's time to pivot a little bit. Like I like what I'm doing, but I'm like, hey, I want to get. I want to go here. Yeah. So sometimes you have to do that. So continue to be like water, girl, and just flow for sure. What's your best advice for younger you? Like looking back now, all this stuff that you've been through in your journey of aesthetics, what would you say to Lauren who was just signing her contract for school? (sighs) A lot. <laughs> you got time. <laughs> don't do this. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just feel like it's there's just so much that I just um again I always say I don't regret anything in my Absolutely. journey. Um, because everything aligns exactly, you know, how it's supposed to for me to get these learning experiences. And I wouldn't be able to look back and say, oh, I wish I would have told her this if I didn't have the experience to begin with. Right. You know, um, or even like just telling other people, um, because even when I first, you know, everyone says like, oh, she go work for another spa. And I'm like, girl, please, like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna open up my suite. It's going to be successful. I'm going to be running this thing, you know, for, you know, is as long as I'm alive, you know, type thing. And so I, I kind of just wish that I would have stuck more to my guns, maybe um, when it comes to what I, the vision I saw for myself. So sticking to, you know, being that holistic um, esthetician and you know even I started out I didn't say that's how I started my business was with my own skincare line and so that's what um and that was also like a holistic skincare line and so just like making sure that I just stayed on the right track and not letting other people like I'm not a post three times a day type of girl but that's what the, the pressure that I was feeling like you know even like um like my mom, she's like, you got to post three times a day. You're not posting enough. Like, you know, this is not gonna, you're not going to build your business. And, you know, if you don't keep 
your face active, you know? And I feel like sometimes that pressure is what makes you not want to post it all. Cause like, oh, yeah, I agree. There's too much happening, you know, or it's just like feeling like it has to be perfect or whatever. Like just kind of, I wish I would have shared. I feel like I've shared um, a lot of my journey transparently the whole way through, but just sharing even more and just not being afraid to, um, kind of share things as they happen, as the ebbs and flows um, of my life and my business kind of happen because I feel like what has made me more comfortable with doing that now is that even when I do decide to share and I'm like, I feel like I'm alone and I'm just sharing this just to be transparent with my audience. I have so many other people that come to me like, oh, I've been going through the same thing or I've been feeling the same thing. And so just kind of being um, that being kind of the relatable person that I needed um, when I was making all of these tough decisions and um, just starting my business. And yeah. (laughs) That's beautiful. No, that is absolutely beautiful. Like, I think like sometimes maybe you don't sit and really listen to like some of that stuff that you're saying, babe, because (laughs) (laughs) because really like that is how a lot of us feel. A yeah. lot of us. I feel that all the time. When I'm making YouTube videos, I'm like, what in the world? Like, who wants to see this? Like, really? Yeah. Does anybody want to see this? But the yeah. reality is, it's like the societies of pressure from posting more content or being a certain kind of way or even being at a certain place mm-hmm. or working for yourself or not working for yourself or being a medi esthetician or all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, your journey is yours alone, whatever that looks like. Um, I have people who have passed the state board their first time, failed their state board a couple times. Mm-hmm. I've had people who stopped going to school, went back to school, cut their time, was going full time. Like everybody's journey is 100% customized, like yeah. a facial. <laughs> it's like to you, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's just, I mean, that's just the way of life. And mm-hmm. So what do you feel like, uh, real quick too, Mm -hmm. just talking about working for someone, because I do think that this is like the narrative that is like our Achilles heel in the, in the industry. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to work for anybody again. I personally feel like what you said is true. What can I get out of this experience of working somewhere? Mm -hmm. What can I grow? What can I do? How can I better myself? And that in itself, like to get paid, to do that mm-hmm. like girl I think that is the ultimate cheat code like, yeah. like, <laughs> I think more people should really talk about like working somewhere I have a friend right now she's an esthetician she's been working at this company since she graduated and she is now their district educational aesthetics advisor she is a master hydrofacialist She's never owned her own studio and she's killing it. Her name's Yesenia. And I mean, I'm, she's one of the reasons I worked at the Medispa that I worked at. I'm just like, you know, so proud of her, but the journey is different and you don't know what that difference looks like until you get in it. Mm -hmm. Maybe owning a business isn't necessarily everyone's journey. Mm-hmm. and it could very well be like you could do this for a couple years maybe four or five years what a year maybe 30 months I don't know <laughs> <laughs> who knows with me <laughs> who knows girl because you are decisive so once you decide you'll know for sure. <laughs> if anybody you will know for sure yeah but, and maybe you do go back down that path or maybe you do something entirely different you do an entire holistics program or something right like I mean, the sky's really the limit. So I am just, I commend you for giving yourself the grace, allowing yourself to feel what you feel and don't ever, don't ever apologize for that or feel bad for that or think like, what am I doing? Because girl, like people are watching, they're seeing it. And it's inspiring inspiring, though. It's inspiring. I honestly Mm -hmm. feel like more people it's so funny. I tell people I own the beauty supply store, right? Mm-hmm. And no one's ever like, well, how did that go for you? Like, <laughs> well, were you successful at it? Like, no, they don't do that. Just doing it alone mm-hmm. is impressive enough because 90% of the world does it. Yeah. Like they don't. They just, they live in that space of wanting to. 
And there's a huge difference from wanting, receiving and doing and to be able to move into that and say, okay, now I want this. Here's what I'm going to do to get it. And then I'm going to allow the universe to, to bring it to me. And if that vision looks different or it changes, totally cool. Yeah. That's totally cool. All right. Well, before we let you go, because I, I love, I, I love everything that you have shared. I want to thank you so much for your transparency and sharing with the audience. But of course, do you have anything that you feel like I absolutely have to, like I would be remiss if I didn't <laughs> bring this up or I was thinking about this interview last night and this is what I want to say. <laughs> I honestly went all off script. You know, I already had the script. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> we all do this. I know. Right? I throw everybody for a loop too because I'm like, scratch that. It's not going to be that kind of interview. Yeah. <laughs> um. Honestly, I don't. I feel like I shared pretty much everything that was on my mind. Um. Good. I did have some things that I don't remember now, but. <laughs> So I'm not even going to hurt my brain trying to think of them. Don't but. do it. Don't do it. Um, so that's great, though. I mean, th- that's awesome. That's exactly what we want. We want to make sure, like, once you leave this mm-hmm. show, you feel like you've given what you have. And and I feel like you still have more. Um, so <laughs> would you ever mind coming back on? Of course. Yeah, I really love this, to be honest. I talk a lot. So this is, like, right up. <laughs> Girl, we could talk for days. Right? <laughs> You and me both. Um, <laughs> how can they connect with you on social media? Um, so I, all of my ads are Lauren the Facialist on Instagram, TikTok, and I'm trying to get into YouTube a bit more. Um, I'm not that consistent yet, but it's also Lauren the Facialist um, everywhere. So yeah. Awesome. Lauren, the facialist. Thank you so much, Lauren, for being here. We appreciate you. Um, Guys, please don't go anywhere. We have a ton of episodes for you. There's so much value in there. If you haven't listened to the episode about launching a skincare line or my interview with the marketing and visionary for Circadia, I suggest you check those out. Um, But there's an entire playlist. You can binge it. And you guys know how to connect with me. My name is Chandelay, the esthetician. You can find me on YouTube. You can also follow me on Instagram. But I want to thank you guys for listening. And we will catch you in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.